0: Don't forget to hold your seances in round rooms as the devil hides in corners. Join myself, Shauna, and my co-host, Crystal, for a little a Culture, as we tell stories of magic, mystery, and the macabre in the round room. Hey, hiya, howdy, salutations, and welcome to the Harlots of History podcast. This
1: is the show for the curious listener, the raunchy feminist, the sex-positive comic, co-hosted by us your resident amateur historians who love
0: a side of sexy with their history listen as we chat and lecture each other on infamous mistresses lovers sex workers courtesans madams vamps sirens scam artists and of course harlots i'm emily and i'm Kara mia
1: so go grab your salty snacks and a fizzy drink of your choice, sit back and be entertained. We fully endorse this show to assist you listener as a procrastinator. This show also contains alcohol, some colorful language and sexual content and is not appropriate for those under 18. Sorry, not sorry to our children and pets.
0: Hi, hello, and welcome to Harlots of History. I'm Dark. <laughs> Oh, who, who, the late night session.
1: <laughs> and I'm Emily, and we're not defining ourselves on these episodes because we don't want to. Yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to go listen to our other episodes and hear about us, you can. There's a lot of them.
0: Well, not we'll that try, many. We we'll try to keep our minisodes mini and short. So, we try not to like have too much of our own personal baggage spill over into them. <laughs>
1: and in order to do that, we just spent the last two hours talking to each other on this squadcast call so that we got everything out we had to say before we talked to you. So, we could just give you what you want, which so you is don't have our to spend, story and our research. So, you don't have to spend 36 minutes listening to something you don't want to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. Are you ready to jump into it? Yes. Today, tonight, what our mini will be on Tituba. Mm. And many feel. Wait, yeah, wait, today, it's a spooky mini Oh, guys, we just have to indulge Emily. You only have to hear it like another like seven times before October is over. <laughs> <laughs> or you can uh, stop listening to us all together until November. True. True. But don't. <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to constantly come up with themed months and promos. Mm-hmm, yeah. Constantly. We yeah, brings like, us way too much joy. Yep, all November we'll just be crying. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so many feel, including me, feel like they know Tituba or that her story's overdone. But beyond being a footnote at the Salem Witch Trials of the early 1690s, I didn't know much about her, did you? No, I really didn't. And so I felt that she deserves more attention and that many people need to be educated about her because many historical accounts of her are, of course, biased. Surprise, surprise. So Titiba's origins are debated, but it seems that she is most likely native to the northern coastal areas of South America. There is no definite historical record of her early life or how she came to be enslaved, but I did see an account about how she was captured as a child from an Arawak village and sold into slavery in Barbados. And so in court documents during the later trials, she is described as, quotations, Indian woman enslaved. So extremely descriptive. So basically, yeah. Well, and also Indian too, that
1: included a lot of South America too, right? They were just right, like, like right. that was like a blanket term. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So uh, then Tituba became the slave of Samuel Paris, who became the minister in the middle of the Salem witchcraft epidemic. She became his slave between the ages of 12 and 17, which I know seems like a large blank of time, but she was young. She was a teenager. And also this was like 400 years ago. So exactly. That keeping. And also the, everyone who was keeping records
1: was like fucking crazy. So...
0: <laughs> yes. And so she sailed with him from Barbados in 1680 when Paris was actually still a bachelor at the time. Many believe that he actually had her act as his concubine because he was unmarried. Well, he probably did. Yeah. And let's just say what it was. It was It was probably rape. Yep. She was with the family for at least a decade in both Boston and Anne in Salem, before the trial began, she married the other slave in the Paris household, John Indian. That was like literally what he was called. Who was also indigenous to the Americas in uh, sixteen eighty nine. His origins are debated as well. It's reported that they had one child named Violet, and then Tituba became the Paris's housekeeper. And so, and then, was she? Was she paid? Or was she? No. Just, that was, no. Nope. She was she still the slave. She was, she was enslaved, yes. Okay. Um. In addition to many other cultural, religious, and time-specific conditions that contributed to the Salem witchcraft epidemic, there was another specific region, reason which, like, jump-started it, and I was shocked at this. Um. In late 1691, this was three-ish years after he had been appointed minister of Salem, Samuel Paris. Had not fulfilled his role as minister according to the villagers of Salem, and they stopped paying his salary. There was a lot of att- uh, a lot of tension. So, what better way to ensure your status and position than to be the man that saved his town from the devil?
1: Here, yeah, I don't know if you could see my mouth drop behind my my right, and then
0: like that no. never came up. And again, that, that that is some like that is me coming to a conclusion, but it's always really heavily implied. It's not proven, but you don't really have to be too smart to put, like, two and two together. No, and
1: I I wrote a paper on Salem with trials in college, and I didn't, like, I
0: don't think I ever, I don't remember ever seeing that. Right? And so, as we all know, Samuel Paris' daughter Elizabeth, or most commonly known as Betty, and his niece Abigail Williams were the first of the group of young girls to start, quote-unquote, convulsing. They accused Tituba of witchcraft— and I actually believe that throughout these trials at Tituba was Samuel Paris's pawn. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. 100%, right? yeah. And so all that is truly known about Tituba was through the court transcripts. We literally only have a small portion of her life, and many historians have taken her words at face value. I prefer to see an enslaved woman who used her wit to save her life. And so now we're going to go into her testimony, which is, it's... In, Crazy inventive. So it is still unknown exactly why the girls accused her of practicing witchcraft on them and the two other young girls that accused her as well between uh, January and March of 1692. We know that the girls fell ill, that the doctor looked over them, and he suspected witchcraft. He said a evil hand—I'm doing quotation marks—was at work. So a fellow parishioner who was concerned instructed John, Indian, and Tituba to make a witch cake— do you remember this, M? No. So, so this is actually a English folk remedy. It would counter the magic cast on the girl. So it said that Tituba mixed the girl's pee with rye meal and fed it to the dog. It is fed to a dog because dogs were seen as being familiar with the devil. Yeah, and my so that's more familiar with the devil. I think. <laughs> I think now, yeah, right. <laughs> he'll definitely uh, have a tie to hell. Okay, guys. He's, Emily he's black literally black. has a cat named Salem. So, oh, he's so, a black that, cat. That, yeah. Yep, Mister Rufus. Like he's actually like a, I actually think he's
1: by familiar. He's definitely a demon. He's a demon familiar. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I'm like then a cute ap- demon. <laughs> right? No, he's the cutest demon. He's the cutest little demon. He's a little yeah. ankle biter. Um. <laughs> Then the girls reveal that the witch that was torturing them was Tituba. And at first she was not arrested because the girls were too young to be in a legal case and Tituba denied being a witch. She reportedly said that any of the occult practices that she knew were from her mistress in Barbados and were used to ward off evil, not to commit harm. Shocker, shocker. Yeah. And Tituba said later that Samuel Paris beat her for weeks until she was ready to confess. By then, two other girls accused her, and one was old enough to testify. And that was Betty Hubbard, who was an indentured servant, who officially accused Tituba and the other two women of using magic to her all four girls. So Tituba was mostly side, most likely sidelined by this accusation, because even though there are reports that say she was unfamiliar to the town and they accused unfamiliar faces and blah, 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 but she honestly did not fit the profile of a witch in New England. They were usually not women of color, but they were cantankerous older women who lived on the fringes of society and ignored social norms. Like, granted, there was a fear of strangers, but Tituba was not a stranger. She had been with a Paris family for years and known to the town for three years. You know, she wasn't yeah. a stranger. Which was like an easy target. I think so. Yeah. Also, that's actually-
1: also I'm going to start calling, describing myself as cantankerous.
0: Right. (laughs) oh gosh so when she became when she came before the magistrates to be questioned on March 1st, 1692 and everyone knows that date like is in a very infamous date with the other women accused it was packed the courthouse was packed and it was full of the reporters of the time (laughs) the people viewing the questioning could shout out their suspicions of the accused at any time right? and then the four girls who were accusing these women of being witches kept having fits, uh, like in convulsions during the questioning. Isn't it crazy how many
1: people were condemned, or like how many people like by young girls bored, fucking around neighbors? I mean, they didn't have the CW back in
0: 1675. Or like, what would you do if you didn't have a TV and you lived in the middle of nowhere? I would probably fake convulsions. And you were, you were deprived of all sexual pleasure. Like, I don't, yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually, well, I would probably get into witchcraft myself.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And the accused women were kept in chains the whole time. And it was just a complete circus. Tituba was the only one to admit to witchcraft, but it was easy to understand why. Not only of the Samuel Parris accusations, like, She laid against him for beating her, but also the other two accused women were white. It was really precarious for Tituba to appear defiant of the charges laid on her by some of the most powerful people in town. Well, and also, too, like,
1: women and men of color at that point, who were mostly usually slaves, were not even considered human. And so they would, like, would not be given rights that human beings should be deserved.
0: Right. And I think that it was shrewdly played by her to testify— that someone stronger made her do it. The devil came to me. This is a quote from her in her court testimony. The devil came to me, she revealed, and bid me serve him. So John Hathorne, who was the Salem town justice, continued to interrogate her. When he demanded to know who tortured the girls, who caused the convulsions, she replied, The devil, for all I know. <laughs> and so is this is actually like, I just, I, her ingenuity at this part. Tituba here is like so intelligent. She begins to tell the details that sold her testimony while still being vague enough to give herself wiggle room. She said that a tall, maybe a white-haired man in a dark overcoat appeared with an animal entourage from Boston. She claimed to see a huge black dog with him, a pig, a red cat, a black cat, a canary, and a hairy creature who walked upright. She also claimed to see a creature with wings, two legs, and the head of a woman. She also had these amazing descriptions of translucent cats. A company needed quote unquote witches around town. I was just saying, I'm thinking like a guy walking with a bunch of
1: animals. It's, <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of true, right? right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, are you single? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have a black and a red cat? Oh my god, you have it all, <laughs> and yet <had> a hog. <laughs> oh. Uh and she said that the man ordered her to torture the children or that he would kill her. She then not only implicated the other two accused women in her testimony, but she said that there was nine she she accused, she said that there was nine women who conspired with her. So, she left room for more women to be accused. Um she said that one of the women accused came with a cat who was a demon in disguise, a familiar while the Paris family was in prayer at church and she made Tituba temporarily deaf so that she could not hear scripture. She said, right. Totally. And she said that the other accused woman was that female humanoid creature. She tried to describe, you know, the one with two legs, wings and a female's head. So like a fairy, right? Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like a female body with wings. Like it just sounds totally sounds like a fairy. I can't believe I didn't put that together. Tinkerbell. Yeah, Tinkerbelly's or a uh, Or Suki. <laughs> Suki. <sighs> Gosh. Okay. So Tituba also admitted to pinching people in different houses around town. She also says she may or may not have seen the devil's book, which she may or may not have signed in blood. Like I said, she admitted to having nine accomplices and she was also one of the first people to really conjure the, con, like conjure the image of a witch in flight. Cause she claimed to like ride a pole around Oh, that's that, cool. like, that people, they, but they like yeah. forced her to which was kind of just really interesting.
1: Well, and also so, it kind of, it kind of sounds like she's like, she's not named, was she naming specific names
0: or like two, only the two accused women that were already like sitting beside her.
1: Yeah, it kind of just seems like she's like, "All right, if you guys want to commit to this, you have to really commit." Like, there was a whole lot of us. Like, if you want to condemn ten other people, like, go ahead. Like, I feel, like, but she wasn't naming names except
0: for no. the two women. That, this is why I think is so interesting. So, like, any question that John Hathorne, the justice, asked her, she like created this like awesome answer for. Like, she she told him what he was looking for, and she also like knew her scripture like in and out from living with the Paris family, Mm -hmm. she wanted her testimony made her so valuable and yet so vulnerable that the court really didn't want to prosecute her, which is incredibly intelligent when you think about it.
1: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I mean, it sounds like she was really like, she was like giving herself an out while also trying to like go along
0: with what she was like forced to do. Right. As you would with any serial killer. hmm <laughs> Yeah. And so her testimony is actually the longest in the Salem witch trials and is the most detailed and interesting. And you can read it all still to this day. She was incredibly persuasive. While she was speaking, the girls who accused her stopped screaming and having fits. So Hathorne and the audience took her testimony as truth. And when they started screaming again, Titipa said that she could see the spirit of one of the other accused women hurting them convenient. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. know. And also, well, I saw, like, the ahead. girls
1: were, like, kind of friends, like, were they kind of friends with her? Like, wasn't she? Kind oh, of, yeah. One they had the, maybe some sort of relationship more So Elizabeth,
0: Betty, was actually, like, so Titiba, like, had been around since before she was born. So, like, Titiba, like, served her her meals and took care of her well, and said the, prayer with her. She
1: could have even, like, been her, um, what's the word? The breast mother oh yeah nurse yeah yeah nurse breast mother you know what I mean but like yeah I feel like a lot of times too like that was the role the women were like being put in and stuff too so it's like a lot of times those women were more mothers for right. them than like their actual mothers
0: but I think that's why it's even more shocking that the girls made that act like especially Elizabeth Parrish made, made Paris made this accusation yeah because it like was actually someone who was like a mother figure to her and she was condemning her and so that's why it was, it's actually kind of even more shocking that she did yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so also during um, Tituba's testimony, her husband John also reportedly had fits, you know, like the convulsions, presumably to divert possible accusation from him and also to help his wife's story. And at one point she started shouting, I am blind now. I cannot see. And she said the devil was so angry that she told his secrets that he took away her sight. Oh. Right. And one of the fellow accused women said that the word of a smooth talking slave should have no weight in court. But don't worry, she was hung. Um okay. <laughs> people That's accused of, right. People accused, but you know, also Titibo was lying. So she was lying, but exactly. Exactly. I would I would lie I would lie the fuck out of that court. Like I don't, you
1: know, <laughs> like she like handled it as well as she could have. Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, better, like, better than well, because so people accused of witchcraft rarely admitted to witchcraft. So her invented stories from her testimony helped to form the stereotypes of witches in New England. Her descriptions of animals terrified grown men and people began to see creatures that disappeared into the night. I love she, it. Right. She talked about something that everyone believed in, but no one had experienced, which was a pact with the devil. And so she had given in to the devil temporarily, but she resisted him in the end. God, can you believe that? Like, I mean, I can because it's
1: the world. But she, like, we know her really famously, but she's literally like you're right. She's a footnote, and she is the reason we have this image of like
0: right like, witches that we do. Like, oh my right? gosh! And she's so it's real. Her stuff is really interesting. And what's also interesting is her account really never changed. Um, Her testimony gave the authorities, like, new vigor. Her stories validated their suspicions and arrests. She helped to double the amount of suspects, which helped the authorities to suspect there was even more. She pretty much helped to create the large conspiracy of witches in Salem. It's amazing. Right? And I mean, honestly, kind
1: of like like you're going to go down, you take everyone down with you. What do they do for you? (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I mean, yeah, they treat you like shit. And so her story spread like wildfire across Massachusetts, and the strength of her stories caused many more arrests across the state. So accused women who denied sorcery were hung, and I should say accused men as well, and accused women and men who confessed borrowed heavily from her testimony familiars, and witches in flight that were never heard of before were popping up in the testimonies of women all over different towns. Knocker Sounds like the Fox sisters kind of too. Yes, I was thinking about that. Right? I mean, obviously it's not good that like her testimony
1: you know, caused like the death of all these people, but it's also She was put
0: in that position.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, because one dude lost his job and about to lose his job. Yeah. Also, real quick, it just it kind of surprises me that they took her word to heart considering how women of color were treated back then and like how slaves were treated back then that they like actually gave it the time of day and used it. Or were they just like looking for anything? She gave them what they wanted.
0: Yeah. She like, Mm -hmm. she was like the actress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so her role in the Salem witch trials definitely caused like her image, you know, to grow and shift throughout centuries. So this is crazy in the, a couple hundred years that has happened like you know what the two three centuries that have happened right because it was the end of the 1600s so like yeah three-ish centuries she went from being indian or native american to half indian half native american to half black to black over years of storytelling poems books and plays the historic right because i always thought she was black i did too but she was it
1: sounds like she was she was just south american yeah, yeah. Right? She was, like, yeah, she, not was even, she was indigenous to
0: South America. Yeah. Yeah, not Indian because she wasn't from India. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the historical accounts of her were largely written after the Civil War. So this is like what 150 years later after her story took place and those historians associated her as a slave with also being black. Also at this time, African Voodoo was more of a current threat than New England witchcraft. So she started to become a black slave who practiced voodoo as opposed to an enslaved indigenous woman who was accused of witchcraft, you know. Mm-hmm. And visual representations of her at this time are so incredibly racist. It's just, I, yeah, they're quite bad. Um, yeah. And so Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote in his 1868 play entitled Gilles Corey of the Salem Farms. He described Tituba as the daughter of a black uh, of a man, all black and fierce. He was an Obi man and taught her magic. And Obi is actually a form of healing and a lot more practiced by the enslaved West Africans. Again, just using the word fierce is like exotifying and othering. And, exactly. Yeah. And then actually Arthur Miller gave Tituba a Southern dialect. And described her as a Negro slave in his 1952 play, The Crucible. Mm. And her character used chicken blood and a kettle and sang West Indian songs, and she dabbled in Satanism. And- it was. I remember it being really hard to read her dialect in that yeah. book. Yeah, it, it
1: was. It's almost. It's almost like you skip over the parts of her because you're like, I can't. Like it's hard to get the dialect. It doesn't flow. No. So it's and almost like doing that really just
0: makes you skip over her even more. Right? No. And it, some even said that, like, compare it to, like, Mammy and Gone with the Wind, which is, like, so historically inaccurate and racist. I actually, I, I know Gone with the Wind is problematic, but I actually have never seen it. There's a, it it's something that, it, it's you know, I definitely watch, but, yeah, yeah. it's definitely, yeah, it definitely problematic. Oh, and so the sure. crucible actually caused her to be known for her voodoo, which has not actually come up once in her actual testimony, and people are actually more likely to see her as a voodoo practicing slave with a devil-addled brain because of Arthur Miller, as opposed to her actual words, which can be found on paper, which is crazy. So, did she practice voodoo? No. All the charges she confessed to were culturally European.
1: I was gonna say, like voodoo comes from Africa, and, unless yeah, and she, had, had, she, she had she was roots. Yeah, yeah. It's like white people just looking at people of color and being like a just blanket, blanket term voodoo. any, Any religion that anyone
0: who isn't white practices. Yep, exactly. And so then as a confessed witch, she posed no immediate threat. And she was sent to a prison in Boston <clears throat> to make room for all the other accused witches. 144 people were accused in Salem village alone and 20 ended up being convicted. And anytime her testimony was needed, she was carted back to Salem and Whoa. no one knows how many times her testimony was actually like the nail in someone else's coffin.
1: It literally carted. Cause they were like, forced. literally,
0: yeah. like, literally she was in the cart. Yeah. And many believe that Samuel Paris did force her confession some even say that her details sound scripted. And when the public sentiment towards witchcraft started to change, you know, they started to believe that like witchcraft was concocted and largely sensational. She actually retracted her confession while in jail when it seemed safe for her to do so. And this infuriated Samuel Paris. Yeah. And after 15 months in jail because Paris refused to pay her bail, she went on trial in May 1693. And the jury did not indict her because at this time, Witchcraft Fever was dying and was seen as an incredible hysteria. The word ignoramus was written on the back of her charges. What is ignoramus again? Just it's ignorant? Like, yeah, you're a dunce type of deal. And then even where Samuel Parris refused to pay her fees to get her released from jail. So he sold her to another English settler. It is also reported that the same person who also paid for her bought her husband, John. because Oh, it's going to ask. Puritans did not like to split up married couples. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I, I didn't mean, know
1: that. I was wondering that was slim, like, I was slim view of humanity, but no, I mean, they, yeah, they were yeah. terrible, but, uh, I was literally wondering like, does she and her husband get split up? Okay. Well, they to yeah, stay together. That's yeah. good. And she
0: left Massachusetts and she became a character, not a person. She was labeled as a dunce and her words were seen as sensational. She disappeared from record and nothing else is known about her. Mm. So Samuel Paris was not ousted as a minister for four more years. So think about this. He was about to be ousted in uh, 1691, which trial started in 1692 and he wasn't ousted until like 1689. Sixteen 90, ninety-nine. 1699. yes sorry yes so that's like eight that's like eight years like he like managed wow. to keep his job right and this is quite hard to hear but Tituba's child Violet remained in his ownership until his death. I mean, why would you do that? Just because you can, like, just to be mean. Just like, you no, know, if you don't see someone as a power? person, no, if you don't see someone as a person, you're not going to afford them the human rights that everyone should receive. That's that's plain and simple. I know. I, I honestly, I think being vindictive was a very small part in it. I think it was yeah. mostly like, you know, business wise. It's gross to know, but. To end it up, there was a really awesome quote from the life story of Tituba from WomenInAmericanHistory.com. And it said, today, the myth of Tituba bears little resemblance to the actual woman who told a story to save her life. Oh, that's a really good quote, right? Just before we close up, I my sources were Unraveling the Many Mysteries of Tituba, The Star Witness of the Salem Witch Trials by Stacey Schiff from uh, uh, the Smithsonian Magazine, and The Life Story of Tituba from WomenInAmericanHistory.com. Highly encourage you to go check that out. It was really awesome. And also FamousTrials.com, which was so fun. There was like all these famous trials and all these things. It was really, really cool website as well. And of course, a touch of Wikipedia, but Wikipedia... Failed me on this one. Hardcore. Oh, that was not. So much good. of their information was incorrect on Juba.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that was really interesting. And I, it's just like, we see this all the time. Is that what we know? Ugh. That
0: makes me, that makes me like mad at Arthur Miller too. Right. And like, he was like championed as this amazing playwright. And no, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe was like, wait, Marilyn Monroe. He was, he was married to Marilyn Monroe. What? They were married? Yes. Where have I been? I don't know. Yeah. In my closet. (laughs) Did she leave? Did she leave? I can't remember. Did she leave Joe DiMaggio for him? What? Dude, I, okay.
1: I've been wanting to do Marilyn Monroe as a harlot. All right. I'm going to do her. I'm going to do her one day. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Harlots of History. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcasts. Come see how cute we are on Instagram at
0: Harlots of History Podcast. If you enjoy us like we enjoy you, please leave us a five star rating and a review. It helps us tremendously. We release new episodes every Monday and salacious minisodes every Thursday to help you get through your week.
1: Next week we will be talking about dun, dun, dun lycanthropy.
0: <laughs> and if you want to know what that is,
1: you have, you have to, to listen, listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> or like because I still don't know.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So this is Emily. And this is Karamia. Taking back the word harlot. One episode at a time. Be a harlot. Not a hater. Bye. Bye. Bye.